Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Urban Legends, uh, the internet podcast series about urban legends and other such things. Uh, I am squirrel enthusiast Chris Flynn, and with me is the most recent winner of the Euro Millions lottery. It's Mr. Neil Herbert. Oh, you sound excited. It's after your big win. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you've had a good week then, I imagine. Yeah, no, I have. I mean, you can imagine it, you know, winning £2,000. Mm. Wow. So yeah. what was, what was I mean, I've got to imagine that's going to come up. Well, that's going to come up one of the highest. No, that was that was all, all six, Chris. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. That, that's, that's got to be one of the highest lottery wins of all time, hasn't it? It seems like a life-changing amount of money for me. Um, you, um, I think sometimes it's been higher, Neil. Really? Yeah. How much? Hmm. What, like 8000 or something like that? Yeah, somewhere somewhere slightly north of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's that's. So, what are you um, what are you planning on doing with your winnings? Spreading it around a bit, giving it to charity. Oh, might have a takeaway this weekend. Might have a takeaway. <laughs> myself, yeah. What kind of takeaway are you going to have? Ooh, Ethiopian. Oh, the mind boggles. Yeah, could do. Or um, well, no, I think that. I don't. Yeah. There's, there's quite a lot of choice in Brighton, isn't there? Spills. That's pretty much everything. Yeah. Would well, you know what we now? So what we can have. Couldn't afford. To... Fried chicken delivered. Ooh, that'd be yes, Ooh, nice and cold. <laughs> and the chips, oh, greasy, greasy, lukewarm. Already bad. They're going to be worse. <laughs> yeah, I've not. Yeah, so you see, I couldn't, couldn't afford um. Couldn't afford that. Just had just had brown bread in the fridge with no butter. So uh, in the fridge. <laughs> I don't know. I was putting the fridge. Same, keep, same. keep longer. Make what, it what even, is, what is make it even harder. Yeah, dry out even more. Um... Yeah, so that that'll be a red trick. Maybe what I'll do because you can get mm. this now, can't you? With these new firms, I'll get get like a, maybe I'll get some Ethiopian starters, mm. and then maybe I'll have like a, you know Chinese main or something like that. Oh, I mean, if you're going to two different restaurants on like Hi. Just Eat or something, then that's pretty much two grand used up, to be honest. Oh well, fair enough. They put Spl- a, splurge it, splurge it up on that. Then. <laughs> and I'll be I'll be honest with you, stuff like Uber Eats and that a lot of the time now. They don't actually make the food at the restaurant. They have like a warehouse it's where like they black cafe or whatever they call them. You know, it's just some yeah, they have like a black food. yeah black site. Yeah, <laughs> CIA style black site. Some chefs somewhere. Yeah. They've got a recipe, that's... and it's like oh, make this within five minutes. Yeah, I kind of don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't use any of them anymore. I did for a bit, but I got rid of them because they're dangerous. Um, Still get Uber Eats offering me. Oh, I can't remember. What yeah, I get offered it's like Ten pound off of the first twenty-five meals, meals. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So do I, but I'm purposely not using Uber Eats because I'm I'm basically withholding custom from Uber because I want them to fail. I mean, yeah, they do seem like a fairly terrible company, but uh, mm. some some lads running it at the top. Well, it's and, like, and it's and it's quite a competition with the old, uh, you know. Well, it's like the sort of Emperor's New Clothes thing, isn't it? Where they keep ploughing in money. Like, just I just want to see all of those people lose their money. Basically, so that's fine. It's quite normal to make a loss for the first twenty-five years. <laughs> yeah, con- con- quite to say, Chris, an increasing loss, yeah. <laughs> a spiraling out of control loss. Yeah, so um, that's how you any- disrupt. So anything dis- else? Have you thought about maybe like uh, starting a collection or a hobby with the money? 
Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to um, feel my Matchstick City. Matchstick City. Yeah. Cool. What, one-to-one It'd scale? It'd be like a three-dimensional Lowry painting. Um, could be. I don't, <laughs> one, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, New do York, think, one-to-one do you think, scale New York. Will two and a half grand get me, uh, get me that, do you think? I think it'll get you enough of a you'll probably you'll be able to do enough to be able to um, attract investment yeah oh there you go I'll, get the <laughs> I'll build say like yeah you know manhattan or something out of matchsticks on a mm. i don't know like a one to eight scale and try one and get some, some vcs to uh oh, we can build up well, well you say that but you you know you go to like little europe in uh in belgium i mean that's what that's like one to two and that. Have you never? Um, so in Brussels, there's right. a there's a park and it's got all of the European cities like little representations. They better not have London in there. I don't know if they're there anymore. You see, I don't know. Good, good. I hope we took it home. Pleasantness. Yeah. Took it home. Put it. Well, put I it imagine in. it was just like a, a Paddington bear and a beefeater bear. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. with a like, little. For some like reason, and... the London Eye, which is basically just a Ferris wheel, which somehow they put on all London posters and stuff. Now it's like, what? We've got loads of stuff. Why are you looking at a big wheel? Tower Bridge is slightly more iconic, I would argue. Yeah. But... Nah. Or, just a you know, Ferris St. Paul's. Wheel. Yeah. Tower of London. In fact, they just whacked it up from St. St. Paul's as well. It's like, yeah, there's yeah. stuff to look at at this point. Well, I suppose there's a point, isn't it? You can see on the other mm. I mean, is that and the other. Have you ever been on it? I have never have, no. I have. Any good? Yes, all right. Well, there you go. Then. What are you moaning about? <laughs> I'm not moaning. I'm just saying it's all right. I don't think it's <laughs> iconic. I think you're no, no, iconic, t- Mill. That's what I think. I think you're it? iconic. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're the icon and of I saw 2023. You from space, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I thought, well, yeah, I see your point. It's like it, it, making that out as kind of like emblematic of London is a bit daft. And I think, because um, they're all over the world, aren't they? They've got like a wheel. Yeah. I mean, they even had one in Brighton for a time. Yeah, and but not either. I suppose it wouldn't have been. Well, I mean, again, I do, I cannot see the point of having one of those things in Brighton. I mean, I'll go up the um the whatever it's called, the needle, one of these or the i three sixty, whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Tower was it? Ta- was it tower or needle? Side three sixty. Just the i three sixty. Just clean needle. Clean. Yeah. Don't oh, you know? Don't over-engineer it. I three sixty. It's a circle with an eye on the front, so it sounds a bit Apple, yeah? Don't worry about it. It's uh, yeah, I for Apple and three sixty because yeah. you've got a three hundred and sixty degree view. Yeah. Simple, Neil. Simple. Simple. Don't overdo it. Nice clean lines. Yeah. Feng Shui. Yeah, what we've done London, other, other we've words. Seen you wheel, we've turned it around. How about that? Mm. Yeah, we've made it go up and down in that. Perpendicular like to you said, it's yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a massive cop ring. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so our city, I feel. Yeah. So, what what were you planning on? Uh, so, you matchstick cities and well, now, now I'm thinking about doing a one to one scale matchstick i three sixty. Well, it's iconic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like yourself. I mean, never mind the Royal Pavilion. I mean, if I've got any matchsticks left over from my two and a bit mm. grand, I might do a, a matchstick Royal Pavilion. And then, as you say, I might quite iconic, so I might do a one to one matchstick of me. Would it not be easy to do the i three sixty of toilet rolls? Toilet, the, the, not about easy, a... Chris. Oh, isn't it? What's it about? It's about challenge. About profit. About bettering yourself. Bettering yourself. It's about innovation. It's about yeah. integrity. It's about yeah. other things that I can stand for. It's about synergy, isn't it? Yeah. Integration. Yeah. Imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Iteration. Iteration. <laughs> Ideation. <laughs> yeah. There's probably some other I words I could think of if we have a bit more time. 
Yeah, cool. Well, um, there you go. Well, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad one of us won it. Anyway, that's good, isn't yeah. it? Nice one. So I assume I'll be able to retire for the rest of my life now. I don't know. Yeah. I've got to, see, got to see an IFA about where I can invest some of it as I well. Read actually, the other, so. I read the other day that uh, that that in the UK over your life. People's and this is if they have kids, so obviously you can knock that off. But yeah, um, for now anyway. But um, they spend people spend one point five million pounds. That's that's how much average person. Oh, the average, yeah, because yeah. obviously it'd be very different for different different circumstances. But um, yeah, yeah. But apparently that's like more than a person would actually earn over their life as well. So I don't know how that works. <laughs> Just... <laughs> don't worry about it. Been on the cards for the last finance, ten years. Finance, don't you, don't you worry. You'll be worried about, about it, my dear. That's all fine. So if you can get one point five million, then you can retire. Well, actually, I mean, we're both probably halfway through our lives, sadly. So yes, yeah, seven hundred fifty. I, I, I suspect there's a significant <laughs> less sunsets to come than I've got in the past. Maybe ten uh, percent left of mine. I don't know. So, um, yeah, so, oh, yeah, speaking of which, have you filled out that paperwork to make me, um, make you, were you, make you, make sure my life insurance, make you, make you, make me your heir. And, um, I'll get around to it. Good, good. You're, yeah, your heir, wasn't it? Your heir apparent. Yeah. So, Neil, do you want to hear about my my love of squirrels? Your squirrel enthusiasm. Yeah. You're enthusiastic of all small rodents, aren't you, really? But I am. But, um, what what I, squirrels in particular? Well, there's um, some squirrels living in a tree, right, like literally just outside my kitchen window. And uh, so, grey or red? Grey. Controversial. It's not. Con- I'm not racist against squirrels. Mm. I love all squirrels now. I love squirrels, 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 squirrels. They've, dis- they've displaced the. Um, to put your number the on the paper red squirrels. Now, you know, you when I come on tour. I love squirrels. Fair enough. Yeah, I know that, that you know that they are an invasive species, but whatever they don't know that, do they? They're squirrels. Yeah. Uh, I like them. I like that they're, they're very friendly. They're they're quite tame. They'll take food from you. Um, I remember the squirrels in uh, Pavilion Gardens down in Brighton because I used to take them peanuts on my way to work every day because you know I'm that kind of cunt. And, just walking um, past the homeless. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Yeah, kick them. Yeah. But took, yeah. I, I stole some peanuts off the homeless and then yeah. took them to the squirrels. And they used to run up there my leg. There you go, Professor Natkins. <laughs> there you go, Nutso. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, didn't ever see the squirrels drinking, you know. That's true. No, um, Perfectly good pavilion you could keep in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, I just I just like them. I like animals, don't I? They're yeah, nice creatures. Like I've, I've seen the squirrels outside my flat raising their. I'll be honest, with you, this is like a fairly surface level of. Um, what do you want me to do? I don't know. Like dress what, up like and, a squirrel, go and live in a some, tree. Some weird sexual fetish. <laughs> that sounds like one of your sexual fetishes, Neil. Yeah, well, many many of those as we've explored you, in the past. You know that I'm only into pouring liquid latex all over myself and sculpting a. Romanesque body. <laughs> that's my fetish. That's your thing. Oh, fair enough. That's my thing. Yeah, do it on my own as well. I say on my own on camera for my yeah. um, for my increasingly bizarre OnlyFans broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, did you know that squirrels 
um, have up to 5,000 different places that they hide their food for the winter. I did not. I do now. And they remember them all in a kind of GPS way. Mm. So that's quite clever, isn't it? Could you remember 5,000 places you keep food? Can't remember. Well, one place. Fr- fridge, maybe. You got you, the fridge made you scream the other day, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. What was going on? I don't know what was going on under that salad crisp, but it didn't look too good. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Bought salad again and. Uh... Yeah, and it's, it's now, a, and it's now, a, and now it's a sentient a, life form. It's a replacing the fridge. Yeah, well, it's a problem, isn't it, with salad stuff? It, it goes don't, also really don't last that long. That long, yeah, don't last very long. That's the problem yeah. with it. It's like fish, yeah. that, and it, day that, and it, that and it doesn't taste as nice as pork fat. That's the other problem with salad, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's got two two issues there. So, some and some. I don't mind a bit of salad. It's just yeah, the fact it didn't last very long. So Neil. Now that we've established my credentials as Britain's yes. biggest squirrel biggest expert. Squirrel expert, fair enough. Yep, that's what we call it. Would you it. like to know what we're talking about today? I would. Okay. What would it be? We are looking at a Brazilian legend known as mm. La Pistiera, and it's a kind of old hag. And it's a frightening legend from Brazil. And I'm going to be reading from the website designinglife.biz, which I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, and it tends to, um, that we got some stuff about the Tokoloshi from this website. Oh, that's a helpful like stuff. Like a year that ago. Yeah. And so, um, and it's weird because the actual website is for discovering the best gay nightlife so you'd never miss out. So if that is your jive, then it could be worth looking at because it's a pretty decent website for that hey, kind of thing. Why not? And you can do a bit things. of urban ledgers on the side. Exactly. It's got it's got something <laughs> something for all of your needs. Um and it's it and the article is by someone who's simply titled James. It's not given his surname. Fair enough. You know, maybe they're about. maybe they're famous. Maybe that's what that band was named after. Correct. And the yeah. Yeah, the oh, sit down, oh, sit down. God, they were dreary, weren't sit they? they? There was oh. a lot of dreary stuff in the late eighties, early nineties. Well, it was I tell you, late nineties. Yeah, it was kind of after, after Britpop kind of stuff, the sort of dreary indie. Well, you kind of like I quite like some of the shoegaze stuff, but there was always that element. Like, like late eighties, you got some of the indie stuff. Some of it's really kind of like. You had like the Manchester stuff and all of that crazy, mm. like like ecstasy and infused bits and pieces, and then there were the kind of more droney indie acts. I've never really been keen on the kind of like, yeah, the kind of uh, got guitar. Yeah, uh, some of it's all right, but well, it's a, do you know what? Bit. Like because <clears throat> in this country, football violence is going up again. Is it? Like, yeah, and it's they rec- well, it's it, I don't know. It's a mixture of social conditions like it was in the 70s and 80s because there isn't a lot of hope around and the country's generally a bit shit but also people are getting cocaine loads now which they didn't quite so much well, yeah because you i mean you you up. hear about like some of the fact like i mean there's those incidents with some of them chelsea fans and like half of them are like lawyers and stuff it's just like they're very well-paid corporate jobs yeah getting they just, you just thought it was like a bit of a fucking adventure to try and be a football hooligan which well the thing is no like thanks. booze and coke like you can and also and being in a gang of other people and being in a gang a of other fucking people hard being, being got, tribal you know, 20 mates with you yeah yeah, no, that's it's a particular weird. species of bloke. I really fucking they reckon, hate when they've got a bunch of their mates yeah. with them. Suddenly, they're fucking hard case. 
Yeah, like um, Stormzy said in his song Vossy Bop, you're bad with your friend's pussy on your own. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stormzy never lie. Stormy don't lie. Um, yeah, but uh, so the original football hooliganism and stuff, they reckon one of the reasons why that stopped was because of the second summer of love, because people started getting into um, doing pills and stuff. Yeah. So it was much more... Like, Do the right drugs, kids. <clears throat> yeah, so I wonder if we're, I wonder if we've got one of them coming. Hopefully, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Have a come next to see. Yeah, get some. Oh, Gak is terrible. If you want to stop football violence, UK government decriminalise MDMA. Yeah. That's my my answer to you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Richie Sunak, most regressive government. Yes, <laughs> yeah, any of the cabinet. I'm sure they'll be bang up for that. Well, they, they, there was that thing, wasn't there? Where I mean, it'd be fine if they did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, they, 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 obviously, we know it's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. But obviously, we, but, you know, for a high-paying lawyer or a finance expert, yeah. <laughs> working-class people's brains are wired differently. <laughs> they won't be able to handle it. Yes. They won't be able to get up and do their zero-contract job. Well, they reckon they did... Um, someone went round and did, like, uh, you know, like, you can swab for drugs... They hmm. did that, like, round all the Houses of Parliament. They found cocaine literally on every surface. <laughs> They're all banging, banging a wee bit of chowder oh, in Boris between Johnson's the fucking debates. in the toilets at the Houses of Parliament, I would imagine. Mm. Still talking about drugs? Whatever you... The cocaine wank. Yeah. He just um, rubs it on the old tip just to uh, feel something. Feel nothing as he rubs it against a yeah. nutmeg... Uh, <laughs> the double header, as he calls it. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, so perfectly leads into the old tag or Pisadera, a frightening legend from Brazil. All right. So <laughs> starts starts off quite quite um, quite wistfully. Hmm. Dying is a fact that we can't get away from. I mean, true, but <laughs> let's see where <laughs> this is going. But you never thought today would be the day that you'd die. This is quite a threatening article, <laughs> far, I would say. <laughs> Is it published on, like, Dios de I know I know it's a Mexican festival, but uh, Day of the Dead or whatever you call it. Uh, Dios de la Muerte? This was 30th November 2019, so... I think it's in springtime. So time. no, then. Yeah. He said that this is just his writing style. Yeah. Even so, it's, it's a goth, just goth, goth Brazilian. Yeah, yeah it's a goth Brazilian. It'll be into steampunk later on. It'll be that. Did you? you. No, oh, I'd love that. Did you know that um, Brazil has the apropos of nothing? Brazil has the uh, highest uh, expat Japanese community. I did not know that. That's quite interesting. Because what that, what yeah, about? well, in the 18th century, loads of people moved from Japan to Brazil when it was um, probably still a Portuguese colony and. They've got, yeah, and they've just stayed, and so they've got, like, a few million ancestrally Japanese people, main, mainly in Sao Paulo. Oh, that's interesting. It is interesting, isn't it, now? I did not know yeah. that. I thought, I thought you were going to say, did you know that Brazil's got the largest proportion of goths outside of uh, <laughs> Western Europe or something? No. Because uh, I can't that, imagine that, goth going down too well in that's Brazil. Peru. It's too, it's too uh, sunny and kind of, I just imagine they're all just having a bit too much fun. Forest goths. Yeah. Could, I suppose you could hang out in the Amazon with the snakes yeah. and that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's what. Imagine like Rio de Janeiro or something, just be a bit too colourful and sunny for a. Yeah, but then that's what got Tim Burton. They'd just be like, oh, yeah, I know. But then on the other hand, then you get a reaction to that, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I bet there is a goth scene. Oh, there will be. Just I can't. Yeah, well, you know. Well, there we go. That's jolly good luck to him anyway. That could be one of our first videos discovering the goth scene in. Yeah, it's a bit of a deep dive investigation (laughs) uncovering the goth scene. Just three people in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> really I think, I think glue in a graveyard. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, I wouldn't fancy gothing through the favelas at night. Um, no, that's right. true. So, Neil, even so, death never looked uglier. Today, your demise comes in the form of an old lady. The old hag is frightening, to say the least. However, in Brazil, they call her Pisadira. Mm-hmm. What does that translate as? Do we know? Nah. Okay. <laughs> So, um, the old hag has many names. Some call her the night hag. Others call it a syndrome. Uh, The old hag hag syndrome, whatever her name, in Brazil, the legend is slightly different, but just as terrifying. So, he's doing a lot of of telling, not showing here, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting style. Um, So... So this seems to be quite a big, like it's well known throughout Brazil, this thing, and there's been academic papers written on it and stuff, and they reckon it's about oh, okay. sleep paralysis and that kind of thing, but also being told this story and then people kind of see it. Well, so, I wonder whether there's, because I mean, you know, not to get too far into it, because you know, I'm not really conversant with this, so I understand it very well, but obviously with the favelas and stuff in Brazil, I imagine there is quite a lot of poverty and, you know, and what have you told I, you know, I wonder whether there is sort of like fear of death and whether there's something on the... Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, it, I've always thought the Brazilian psyche has been one of your kind of fun-loving and party animals. But, yeah, uh, what with all the slavery and that in the history. Well, no, oh, no, no, you're <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, I'm thinking, I mean, I, you know, you think in Brazil, I think of the football team and the kind of like the car, you know, the carnival and all of that sort of thing. But yeah, obviously there's a very uh, dark side as well. There's lots of poor people in Brazil. Oh, no, I mean, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, they did just have Bolsonaro and they tried to storm the capital and stuff, so. Well, yeah, there is the stuff with the elections. Well, again, that comes down to the whole right-wing populism thing, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It's kind of like, um, you know, people with short-term solutions who took a good game. Well, and also because there is, um, in Brazil, in there's like a map, like, oh, what's it called? There's, um, a type of Christianity, uh, Evangelism, I guess, has pretty much taken over from Catholicism now. Oh, really? And evangelism's obviously even more, even more right wing. Oh, yeah. Well, there's been a real push. I mean, it happens in a um, and it's in massive in countries as well. There's hmm. a lot of people in uh, right wing America who are funding these movements around the world. Yeah, and it's got really massive, and especially kind of in the countryside because you know you, you're thinking of Brazil, and you're thinking of like. Rio de Janeiro, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's there's a huge, 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 country, huge inland, many yeah. different, yeah, geographical areas, as you say, like Amazon rainforest down through stuff like that. Well, and lots of farmers, and they're kind of very Christian, rural, you know, sort of uh, machismo, sort of, you know, mm. cowboy and all that kind of shit. So, yeah, yeah, and that's who Bolsonaro kind of appealed to. Appeals to, yeah, yeah. So here's a description of the old hag. Sometimes you'll notice a feeling. It's the feeling of being watched. Mm. Although you don't see her ugly face, the hairs on the back of your neck stand upright. Other times you'll notice stench. 
The putrid smell fills the room as you hear the old hag's footsteps come closer. You can't see a thing, but you know she's here. Ooh. When you do see the old hag, you'll notice the fiery red eyes of the devil. Her yellow, claw-like nails looking dirty but sharp. Well, that's the worst of all possible worlds, isn't it? What? Dirty and Sepsis sharp? risk, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't Cutting get, get poisoned. Yeah. Her fingers are long and so dry, parts of her skin flake off. She has the nose of a witch, long and crooked. Her teeth are sharp and decaying, green and rotten, but perfect for eating small children. I'm going to be honest with you, I mean, just... Nothing a toothbrush, a shower, and a, uh, a nail clipper can sort out thus far. Yeah, nothing, yeah, shower, shit, and a shave, and she'll be yeah. right as well. Oh, you brush up nice, girl. Yeah, you look all right, darling. Oh, take those glasses up, put that hair down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give you a little makeover. And she was the belle of the, and she won homecoming yeah. queen. <laughs> <laughs> Once you see her, she reacts with a loud cackle. Her scary laughter will keep you awake for days. So, the old mm. hag's mode of attack. <laughs> First is just chitting you up. Yep. Uh, right. I imagine the old uh, nails are going to come in here, but we'll see. Well, so, Neil, she appears after a beautiful and tasty dinner. Mm. Mm. On special occasions like Thanksgiving, to give perspective, I'm perfectly aware Brazilians don't celebrate Thanksgiving, and Christmas... When the food is plentiful and the wine flows like water is when she's most likely to attack. Regardless, today is a day to indulge. Today you'll have turkey, stuffing, mashed potato. Tonight you've tasted everything. Now you're sleepy and you know you'll have a great night of sleep. I don't sleep that well if I've eaten loads of rich foods. Yeah, no, I find it hard to digest. Yeah, well, I suppose if you get enough time before you... But yeah, it's going to be quite hard to digest it or kind of mm. until you end up having weird dreams. Well, here we go. Well, maybe Good that's explanation. Yet, in the middle of the night, your eyes open. That's when you realise you can't move. It's strange because you're wide awake, but your arms and legs won't budge. Are you paralysed, Neil? What's happening? It could be sleep paralysis, I suppose. Yeah. Out of the corner of your eyes, you notice a shadow. Is it your imagination? Then you hear a burst of laughter and you smell that strong, putrid scent. So, I mean, so this, is, this is why I don't have housemates anymore. <laughs> well, even though you just had a big dinner and shit yourself. Well, yeah, it happens to all of us, doesn't it? It happens all the to time. the best of us, yeah. yeah. it happens to all of us every that's night. Why, that's why I wear male diapers now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you only have to change them several times an evening, don't you? Yeah, once a month. <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll be able to see the tower dragging out along behind you. Yeah. More clay than man. Uh, well, it's, the a, sh- it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not a with that. Draw a little line there. Yeah. The shadow starts to move, and you. Oh, realize... so the bottom of the barrel, Chris. That was unexpected. No. And you realise it looks like an old hag. The laughter freaks you out, and you try to scream, but nothing comes out of your body. No noise. That's like um, the bit in the song Thriller, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You start to scream, but there are days of sound before you make it, girl. Before or after it turns into a werewolf, I forget. After or before. Both. One of John Landis's better directorial efforts, I would say. Anyway. So, you're so scared, tears start falling down your cheeks. Mm. 
<laughs> you see her crawling into your bed. Oh, things are, <laughs> okay. things are taking a turn. Things are, things are looking up now. On sort of overwhelming stench, my dear. <laughs> now you see her disgusted, jagged teeth as she laughs at your discomfort. She puts one foot on your chest and puts all her weight on you. You can't breathe. Is tonight your last night on air? Your family is right outside the door, but you can't scream for help. Suddenly, you're free and there's nothing in the room. Ooh. You can move again and you're able to speak. And now, Neil, you can have a real cry. And, it's, you know, isn't it nice to just let it out sometimes? Luckily, I'm in bed already, so I just curl up in the fetal position to have a good sun. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just yeah. damp pillows. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a light on a damp pillow. Tear moistened pillow. <laughs> Tear moistened, sweat, sweat and tears. Yeah. Nice moist pillow. Mm. Tonight, you got lucky because usually the Pissadera or the old hag takes the victims when she comes. Maybe next time you won't be so fortunate. The legend said she hides on people's rooftops waiting for them to have a great meal. The old hag climbs into your home and takes your breath away until you're dead. So, okay, so here's my question again. It's like, what's her end game? That's the thing I'm always saying with these just, these just spooky, evil. spooky sorts. Yeah, no, no, I like to dig in a bit deeper than that, don't we? So, so first you're thinking as well, though, I mean, just like killing folk, yeah, fair enough. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's, 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 you know, got to have a hobby. But, um, waiting until they've had a really, hobby. really good meal, is that just kind of like, you know, so they think they've had a good time, but then you catch them, you know, that, that'll be like really putting them at a low ebb or. Well, you wonder if maybe she starved to death or something, don't yeah. you? You know, is it maybe that she just wants to, yeah, you know. Like, and she, you know, like those people are stuffing their faces while there's people starving out there. You know, maybe it's some kind of vengeful spirit, which could be, couldn't it? Could be. What do you think? Do you think that's that's it? Or um, maybe uh, she works for a pillow manufacturer and she wants you to get mould in your pillow through all of the liquids that you're... Secreting it's them. one of the the, the more uh, anarchic ones out of Chumbawamba. <laughs> right. Yeah. No Dan, but, Dan, but no bacon. It was another one who was like a vegan and sort of didn't like people eating meat, perhaps. Oh, right. So you reckon it was yeah. a, it's a vegan attack? Could be. Could they're, be. Becoming, they're becoming more regular, aren't they? So, origins of Las Lapisadera, or the old hag. Ever had a nightmare? Question mark. Well, nowadays, we all know what dreams are. However, once you wake up, everything's back to normal daily life. But what if waking up didn't get rid of the demons in your room? That's what we now call sleep paralysis. So it seems like they're pretty much convinced that this is a sleep paralysis thing. I mean, some of it, up until she starts crawling over your chest, hmm. um, it sounded, I mean, the whole thing out of the corner of your eye and all the rest of it, because I, I was picturing sleep paralysis, especially... Because obviously you can interpret. I mean, I oh. wonder if it's a mixture of sleep paralysis and then somebody dropping off and having a nightmare. Well, I know Mark, who I, you know, yeah. who we used to know. Um, I used to live with. He um, when he was a when he was a teenager, he got really bad sleep paralysis. And he thought he was being haunted, yeah. and he could feel himself being held down by, yeah. and he could just see like a shadowy figure. Until he read about sleep paralysis, and he was like, "All oh, right, that's what it is." So yeah, I mean, people do get it really bad. No, no, exactly. It's very common. I think people, but like people who interpreted that as like an alien abduction. 
It's right. just because that's the kind of yeah. thing that they'd read. And so if you see, you know, you, because as well, I think probably a lot of it is very imperfect. Like it's not like clear sight or whatever. No. I imagine it's very much your sort of, um, you know, your senses just kind of trying to interpret these various things happening in your brain. Um, I mean, I don't know, but, um, I've yeah, definitely so... had things where I've woken up and I've opened my eyes and a dream's still been going on and I've seen stuff in my room, but I haven't yeah. ever been paralyzed. No, no, I've never, yeah, I've never had the kind of sensation of, um, like, yeah, waking up was sort of vaguely lucid, but, but not quite. But, um, I've not had the thing of feeling kind of like restrained or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, cause I, 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 I would imagine you'd interpret it in whatever kind of made sense to you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if you, if you were kind of like reading a lot of UFO stories or science fiction, you might inter- yeah, interpret it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's what you Brazilian, know. maybe the folklore or whatever, so. you might, you might interpret it as this, this, uh, this yeah. or what have you. But, but the whole crawling over the chest and stuff doesn't sound like so, accounts I've heard of sleep paralysis. I don't know. So, sleep paralysis is known throughout the world, but every culture has a different name for her. Considering many people across the globe see an old hag when they have sleep paralysis, it okay. makes people it makes people believe in demons and ghosts. In other words, how could everyone across the world see the same old hag? Is it the work of the devil? I mean, he does like to get involved with all technologies old and new, doesn't he? So, mm. Absolutely. You know. Um, so, although, depending where you're from, the experience might be different, in most Western cultures, like in the United States, people report three common entities. The first one is the old hag, but sometimes okay. it's a hooded figure, which I have actually seen in my room. I wrote about it on my horror blog. However, I recently got rid of the blog. <laughs> if you're interested, I could bring the article here. Leave a comment and let me know. And just so you know that there's one comment on this article. So, Is it asking for that story to come back? I don't know. Because if it isn't, I think we should comment on the blog, Chris, and say, oh, I'd love to read your horror thing. Okay. Please put the story on. We'll do that then. We'll get 10 minutes of material out of it. <laughs> so the third entity is a man with a hat. I've had friends of mine who've seen him. Yeah, it could be. Uh, the man with the hat is the scariest of them all. In fact, they say just researching, reading, or talking about him calls him, calls him oh, to you that night. I see what he's done there. Mm-hmm. I won't be sleeping easy tonight, Chris. Well, you never do. That's true. Yeah. Too much guilt. Uh, (laughs) Let's move on, shall we? Uh, Every culture in the world has seen the old hag before. They also say if you haven't seen her yet, you will at least once in your life. Again, I know that basically we don't really live in a culture anymore, do we, in the UK? We don't really have a culture anymore. But I've never been told about this. No, I've never heard of this. Nah. Yeah. Maybe they do up north. (laughs) <laughs> so it's a north-south thing. Oh, be careful yeah. you're sleeping tonight. You might see your old duck. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to come call over you. <laughs> I've put it's all you worry about, that. You're going to have a hack on visit you tonight. <laughs> Lovely stuff. That's come out like Silla Black. That was a terrible Liverpudlian accent. That's the north removed from our tour dates. Yes. <laughs> so, the old hack in the media... In many cases throughout the world, there are many reports of people dying in their sleep. One day you're 100% healthy, and the next day you're asleep forever. In fact, a few decades ago, healthy people dying in their sleep became such a phenomenon, one artistic creator turned it into a worldwide media sensation, and he called his new movie 
a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, mm. it's hard. I wasn't expecting to go there. The movie. I mean, Freddy Krueger's got a lot more wisecracks than this lady by the sound of it. Yeah, but he's a paedophile. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. So the movie of Freddy Krueger is a movie of sleep paralysis. It's way more than this, but we'll keep it simple. No, it's about a demon who haunts people's dreams. It's like some nonce they chucked in an oven. Apparently they're meant to be guilty about that, and that yeah. created like a... Yeah, anyway. Where it's people, not really hashed a plot of Nightmare on Elm Street. Where people see the infamous man in the hats before dying. When sleeping becomes your worst enemy, you'll never sleep again. Well, it's not true. You have to sleep. Yeah. So we once went about three or four days without sleeping. I was practically like hallucinating on the end of it. I've done, and this is like without taking drugs or anything like that, but when I had um, bad sleep and I was, so I had to be off work because of bad sleep and then I couldn't sleep during the night. Yeah. But then I had to get myself back into a sleep routine. So I stayed up for 78 hours. Like, and um, yeah, I started getting like occasional auditory hallucinations. Yeah, it's, it's, it does get extremely weird. Basically, I was working night shifts during the night and then um, during the day having to do homework. And, uh, yeah, after on the fourth day, I think I just collapsed on the sofa and just fell to sleep. Yeah, it's not nice not being able to sleep. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm really grateful that I don't have the insomnia stuff anymore. So, real-life examples of the old tag, a.k.a. sleep paralysis, and this is from uh, Reddit user BlackCode9. Mm-hmm. Shall I do a voice? You may as well. You get, I mean, I think you're going to, so... What voice shall I do? French-Canadian? <clears throat> you did ask. Hey, no problem, eh? I, LD, I can't do that. <laughs> I LD a lot and experience SP sort of rarely. If I do, it's usually not scary and I relax. Got Joyzy again. Let's see. Well, no, it's not really Joyzy. It's more Philadelphia. Okay. Probably. Um... <laughs> I can do Jersey if you want. Um, but this was the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> Jersey being, of course, uh, the dog Spike from Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I promise that this is all 100% true. I woke up in the middle of the night, but I must have still been dreaming. Everything was dark, and I slept with my door shut. This time it wasn't a latch. So it could be opened by just a little push. I hear a distant running, like someone jogging towards my door. It sounded oddly human, but I reasoned that it was my cat. I hear something shuffle outside my door, and I saw the door slowly move open with a thud. It's very dark, but I see it slowly opening up. At this point, I'm not scared, and I naturally thought it was my cat walking in and pushing open the door, and I called out to her quietly. Kitty! Come here, kitty! I waited a few seconds, and it's quiet. I hear a very airy meow, like a man-animal hybrid. <laughs> was trying to, to, trying to uh, imitate my cat. It was the strangest thing. I felt my heart sink and suddenly hear a deep demonic voice growling and speaking strange words. All this ha- hmm? So this sounds a bit like the Lick Hand story now, doesn't it? Mm. The serial killer under the bed who pretended to be a dog. Yeah, a little bit. So this is, this is a, um, this is a witch lady pretending to be a cat. Well, presumably, but yeah, who knows? With your head. Well. 
all this happened, I suddenly suddenly feel myself being sucked into my bed and being unable to move. I can feel many hands pushing my arms down, and I kid you not, demonic laughter, like a little girl giggling, like in the ghost movies. I could not see anything, but there was whispers and a very creepy, distant droning sound. My heart was beating so fast I could feel the adrenaline surging through my arms. Voice. I woke up, but it was all gone, but still pitch black, just like my dream. I don't know exactly if I was in a dream or not. It may not sound scary, but the amount of fear you experience is unlike anything I ever have. You're alone, and you're meeting what seems to be Satan himself. You can feel a sense of pure evil that would crush the strongest man. This dream definitely made me feel more evil of ghosts and paranormal things. So, there you go. There you go. Man falls asleep and has a nightmare. Um, and just to finish the article, on that note, now that Thanksgiving is here and other holidays are upon us, the food will come and the drinks will flow like water. And just be careful, the old hack or disadera is wandering nearby. She lurks in search of the perfect person who has just finished a big meal. She is looking for someone who sleeps so deep she will take his soul upon closing their eye. I mean, first point, I'm surprised I've never met her. Really? But a few large meals in my time, I don't recall ever. Uh... Mm, it's true. That is true. Um, one, one comment. Uh, you know, I've been partial to the odd many years ago, 2am kebab. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're putting it down to sleep paralysis, but it's, but yeah, like I say, there's, um, it's some, some in it. I don't know with the whole, yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely has aspects of that. It sounds very much like that, but, um, I mean, it's been in, uh, t- like it's famous. It's been in TV and stuff. And, um, oh, okay. Been on Supernatural? No. That's unfortunate. No. Um, like maybe one day. But she's going in it, Supernatural. So is it? I don't know. Well, I just assumed it was. I don't know. I'm not sure, mate. But, um, yeah, there's, like, um, academic papers so oh, okay. on, like, PubMed Central. Uh, sleep paralysis in Brazilian folklore and other cultures, a brief review. I mean, it was interesting that they were claiming that the, it was the same all around the world. Because, as I say, I associate sleep paralysis in America being more with kind of, like, alien abduction stories. Maybe not some more anymore. Like, it doesn't seem to be as big these days. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, you still get your ufologists who were who were into all of this, but it was, you know, in the eighties, yeah. nineties, there was a real big kind of um, movement of that stuff. It seems to have fallen a little bit by the way. It's like, I don't know. Well, it tends to, yeah, these things, these these things tend, you know, it used to always be demons and stuff. And yeah, they, you can imagine, like one hundred and fifty years ago, it would have been, yeah, yeah. These things tend to kind of move about. Um, depending yeah. on what's in the public consciousness. Well, I mean, it's one of those that, like, I mean, I, I found that with the Blair Witch Project when I watched that. Um, first yeah. time I watched that, I watched it like late at night by myself and then did yeah. have quite an uneasy night's sleep because it's, it's the things that they imply. And then, the, yeah. you know, I went and watched it in the cinema and then I was a bit antsy when I was in bed that night. Yeah. Um, watch it on its terms rather than somebody who watched it in the middle of the day when it's what, bright and done or whatever and they go, oh, it wasn't scary. It was like, well, 
Well, it was. It was scary. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of depends on how active an imagination you've got. Like, that's yeah, what I suppose some of that as well, yeah. And I've got quite an active imagination, so it played on my mind. But I thought it was quite effective at implying things, which, you know, I mean, you got to bear in mind, it was low budget and a lot of people don't, but it didn't try and like, like there was another one around about that time. In fact, it was the one that they reckon might have ripped it off, but it, it ruins the ending because they right. try and throw in like a kind of like shocking thing at the end. Uh, Neil, the scary bit was what they didn't show. That's what was scary. Well, exactly. It's like jazz. It's the notes you don't play. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm just going to read a little bit of uh, about oh. about this off Wikipedia. I'm not having a blow, which is good. No, no. We've discussed it enough on this podcast. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's so I'm just going to um, read about her. There's a little Wikipedia article, so I'll just give okay. her, her appearance off here. So she's described as a very yes. thin woman, which would feed into our maybe she was... Yeah, the, you know, about, yeah. With long, dry fingers and huge, dirty yellow nails. She has short legs. Which speaks nice. of malnutrition. Speaks of malnutrition. Yeah. She has short legs, which speaks of a lack of iron. Yeah. And also, I'm growing because not got a very good diet. So, yeah, probably jackets as well. Yep. And shaggy hair, which speaks yep. of a lack of creatine in lack her diet. Lack of vitamin C and creatine, yeah. A huge nose. Essential oils being missed, yeah. Which, which speaks of a lack of magnesium. And lots of hair like a hawk. Her eyes are fire red, even on white. Her chin is turned up and her mouth is always wide open with greenish teeth. Uh, so she has that's a shrill, lack of self-care. Yeah, she has a shrill, horrifying laugh. Well, that's in the ear of the well, beholder. The, yeah, in the ear of the beholder, as you say. Um, there are reports that in Piel, uh, uh, which is an area... She usually appears disguised as someone that's the vic- that she does. Uh, sorry, this is translated from Portuguese, so it's not easy to read. Okay, she appears disguised as anyone, and when the victim realises it, her body is asleep. So I don't know what to what to make of that. Really, um, her body is asleep. As the person becomes aware, they know that there is someone sleeping next to them in the bed. They can moan for the other person to hear and wake them up. When you wake up, you can rub your feet together three times and hit each other to prevent it from coming back in the same night. So make that what you will. You could pause that gentle listener. Feel free to use that (laughs) advice. (laughs) So fair enough, second language and all that. So Trumpal translation, I'm not sure which. Well, yeah, it's an automatic translation. Oh, it's just not all right. It's one of those crappy uh, translators. So it lives on the roofs. Always on the lookout, and uh, so it's when a person goes to sleep on a full summit, lying on their back, they come into action. She descends from a hiding place and sits down heavily, and or heavily steps on the victim's chest, who enters a lethargic state, aware of what's happening around them, but is defenseless and incapable of any reaction. So, or a side sleeper, so maybe that's why I'm there. Yeah, I'm a side or front side Mm -hmm. or front sleeper. and it was in a, yeah, and it was in um mutant. It was, sorry, it was used to create one of the mutants in records, TVs, a telenovela, Os Mutants, Camin Horse, Do Caracal. I wouldn't mind look at that, I'll tell you what. We've all seen. So, that's it, Neil. Let's go through our scoring oh, system. Yeah. It's a nice little story, yeah. Yes, but another different one, isn't it? So, yeah. spookiness, Neil. What's going on in that big computer that we call a brain of yours? 
Yeah, I think this is quite spooky, actually. I think the whole being vulnerable when you're asleep, maybe you just had a nice meal, but now you're, you're regretting it a little bit. You know, that's why I sleep with a loaded shotgun under my pillow. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm normally <laughs> armed both hands the whole time. Don't take my grand. <laughs> for, 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 my grand used to... Um, Locked and loaded. My grand used to, I don't know why, like just in case they were robbed or something, but my grand used yeah. to sleep with a machete under a pillow. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> Yeah, they call that they call that an Irish burglar alarm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did, well, I saw as well. There was a um, there was an, uh, an American ever I can't remember what it was. It was like a satirical article, but it it was like a bed stand where you could literally mm. like hit it, and then a shotgun came out of the bottom. Or you, no, you catch it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> round and then in your boidless face. Yeah, she had so. that, and she had um, an Indian juggling club under the bed. So I think they were both brought back from the war by my actual my biological grandfather. Obviously, yeah. he died long before I was born, but he was in the war. So I think he oh, brought okay. back from India a machete and a jungling club. Well, there you go. That come in handy for home defence. I yeah, assume she never had to use them. South London, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you never know what might go on. Um, yeah, no, I mean, so, so yeah, I think quite, you know, you, you vulnerable state, all the rest of it. It's quite, you know, I mean, I've never had sleep paralysis, as I was saying, but um, you, you, you obviously experience nightmares and things, and you're never in fully in control, so that's always a very vulnerable state. And, yeah, kind of the description, I mean, it's just, you know, a little bit generic witchy, but, um, yeah, you kind of like the, the foul smell and everything. That would uh, that would not um, that would not uh, get you off to sleep easily. So, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty spooky for me. I'm going to give it an eight. An eight, okay. Um yeah, I think so. And even if it is just a situation where it is sleep paralysis, that's still terrifying because you're not thinking straight. So you're mm. actually thinking the stuff's happening because, you know, I'm not someone who can control what... When I'm in, like, I dream quite a lot. And when I'm dreaming, like, I'm actually there. It's not... Like, I think, you know, some people can go, oh, I'm just in a dream, but I kind yeah. of... I'm not. So that that would, you know, that would be very scary. Um <clears throat> Yeah, she's quite generic witchy. But, I mean, it sounds like it's kind of a well-known thing that, you know, like one of three things that people get during sleep mm. paralysis. So I'm kind of wondering where that's from. Maybe just because witches are kind of culturally quite pervasive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'll go with you, Neil. I'll give it an eight, too. So believability. Um, yeah, I believe that people have sleep paralysis and think they see this. Do I think it's an actual witch that doesn't like you having a nice big meal and then comes to get you? No. But I think the fact that it's more prevalent after big meals is probably because your body's busy digesting and, it, you know, you can't, you don't necessarily get like properly deep to sleep, do you, when you, when you've kind of eaten loads of stuff. So, I mean, that kind of ties in and makes it even more believable. So, um, Obviously, Mark's off because I don't think it's a real entity, but I mean, it seems to be sort of cultural as much as anything. I think people believe it. So I'm going to give it an eight as well. Now. Yep. Similar logic for me. So yeah, I'm not, obviously I don't think that there is such an entity, but then I think it's more kind of like, I mean, nobody's claiming that, the, you know, actual accounts of where something's happened or somebody's gone missing. Or that. Although I think they were saying about, he does seem to at some point conflate Nightmare on Elm Street with it and people dying in their sleep. Well, what he was saying with Nightmare on Elm Street is that that, there was like a spate of people 
dying in their sleep, and that was where they got the idea from Nightmare on Elm Street. And the one of the three things which people see is a guy in a hat, and then maybe that was where. Oh, okay, so that might have been an archetype that Wes Craven was familiar with, or something. Yeah, Yeah. um, and inspired by that. Although, of course, you know, he ended up they ended up with like knife marks all over and stuff like that Um, in the movie. Um, Yeah, but yeah, the whole idea. So um, yeah, no. so yeah, I don't, whilst I don't sort of believe there's something happening, I think um, you know it, it's one of those things where a um, obviously people might buy into themselves, and b the fact that you're in a kind of like you're in a half waking state, it will be that thing that plays on your mind. So I'm going to give it a seven. Seven, cool. So now it's a promise, Neil. Um, yeah, well, I mean, speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, I think there is um, a fairly good narrative premise you could have there with things coming in your dreams. Um, you know, what she want, what's the whole deal with the whole, I quite like the whole element around the, you know, you've had a big meal. I'm not sure what that's, he seems to keep referring to Thanksgiving, which is weird. I'm oh, I think it's just a Brazilian American or uh, yeah, a Brazilian lad who's gone off to America, um, or expat or whatever. I'm not sure. Mm. But, um, so, so, you know, he's obviously got uh, a bit of the old Thanksgiving on the mind, but, um, well, I think it's because it was around Thanksgiving in America. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You all right and probably that's the target audience for the website. Yes, entirely possible. So, fair dues. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, you have various celebration meals around the, around the time. It, you might yeah, just, if it was saying, if it was saying, like... Birthday cake or whatever. If it was saying, like, some, like, Santa like Luciano Day in Brazil, which is like our Thanksgiving, like people wouldn't yeah. know it outside of Brazil. So it's yeah, just no, low-hanging fruit, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's fair, fair play. Um, yeah, so... <clears throat> oh, no, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I think there's uh, there's some interesting... Yeah, there's, that's an interesting little kind of, like, nugget of something in there. Um, I mean, she, again, looks-wise, motivation, not sure what motivation is, but I suppose you can explore into that. A bit of generic witchy, but yeah, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's, I mean, this has been around before. You know, this sounds like it's quite a globe, like some, you know, the sleep paralysis thing and all of that. Mm. So even though it's been done, this was around before it, like Nightmare on Elm Street and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it, you know, it's it's a strong narrative premise, isn't it? That kind of bit between the the veil between sleep. The sleep world and the awake lands. Twixt lucid and dreams. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I mean that, that's good. Um, you know, you, we, you know, you can speculate about what why she's doing it, like someone who's starved to death or something or whatever. But I mean, there's stuff there. I mean, you could definitely make a movie out of it, but I don't know yeah. if there's a series or whatever. And so yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to join you on six now. Hey, right, I made about five movies out of Robert the Doll, Chris. So you know. Oh, each yeah, each one better than the last. They're making um, an entire universe out of Avatar, apparently. Brilliant. Um, so uh, finally, um, Reach. So it's known. It's known in Brazil. So I think it's a you know it's got a good reach through time, and um, it sounds like not. I don't know, like not this particular witch, but the idea of the old hag. Like in the you know sitting on you or whatever or getting you while you sleep seems to be a fairly global one. So I'm going to kind of take it from that as much as this particular instance or something that seems like a more common thing that people believe in. So um, it's only been in one. This particular one's only been in one TV series show, but um, you know old hags are kind of 
more popular. So I'm I'm going to give it kind of an average seven for regional. Yeah, bit bit lower for me because I think it's probably a bit more regional. I appreciate it. You know, the the archetype might be a bit more universal, but if I'm going with the actual legend itself, um, I don't know that. And, and I, it's kind of interesting, but I think other people have their own interpretation of that through the sleep paralysis thing. So it's more of academic interest. So going to give it a, a six for me. So that gives us an overall score of 56, which is pretty high. Very good. Really high. Um, yeah, so if you've ever had any spooky sleep paralysis stuff, then you can get in touch at com. I know you won't. And if you do enjoy our bollocks, then feel free to drop us a rating or a comment. It would be appreciated. Look at us. We're so corporate. Hey, why not? Hey, why not, guy? <laughs> Take five cost, things out of your day. do not cost you anything, and maybe you could make someone's day. Oh, you've stopped listening already. Don't worry. Yeah, good, yeah. I mean, people, people, I assume people... And in fairness, if you haven't got this far, then, you know... Yeah, then you probably don't want to. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Uh, that's it for this week. I uh, hope you all have a nice week and all that. And uh, we'll be back with some more nonsense or potentially true stories. Oh, could be. Always, always could be. Same, same time next week. Uh, have a nice one. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wi-Fi. Shit and good. Busy good.